We always had the home field advantage. We have to work together. None of us are going anywhere. We're the only group of people in this country who didn't run from their home. The main thing I tell them is just like, keep it moving, don't quit. And when things are down, there's a, there's a ton of time in life. So when it, when it starts to dip, just even if it's a crawl, just keep moving. Hey everyone, I'm Brianna. And I'm Homer. You're listening to Life on the Margins, an urban native experience. In this episode, we are joined by native punk band 1876, straight from Portland, Oregon. 1876 proudly represents both the Northern Cheyenne and Blackfeet nations, and their band helps shed light on a narrative that's often neglected by the music industry. Let's jump into the episode. Uh, we're 1876. We are the world's only powwow punk rock band. My name is James Whalen. I play bass guitar. I'm from the Oglala Lakota Sioux Nation and Eastern Band of the Cherokee Indians. My name is Jake McLeod. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm new in town. That's it. Uh, my name is Gabe, and I'm Northern Shine and Blackfeet. I play guitar and sing. Uh, I'm Joe. I'm Gabe's brother, uh, also Northern Cheyenne and Blackfeet, and I play the powwow drum and sing. And I'm Mark, and I play the drums. Thanks, y'all. And of course, I'm Brianna, and this is my co-host, Homer. We are with the Urban Native Collective in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm super curious, how did you all meet? I know some of you are siblings, and you know, just super curious, like, what got y'all started? How did you meet? Um, I started this back in 2020. It was just like a, a solo project. And so the first couple EPs, I recorded everything myself. And it was just like something to do. Uh, but then like Joe's my brother. Mark is my best friend. I've known him my whole life. So he's like my brother. Uh, James, I met from the music he bought a shirt and he was like if you ever need somebody to play a stringed instrument let me know <laughs> yeah so when i when i put the band together i let him know as as he requested and uh jake we met mark and i used to play shows with back in high school james is like the newest one to our lives <laughs> i tried to get him to play the banjo but he wouldn't do it <laughs> it is a stringed instrument it is a stringed instrument oh my yeah. gosh banjo would be <laughs> that'd be cool though I'm not gonna lie so I already know kind of like how long y'all been around and maybe you already shared it, but like how, how long y'all been playing music? Uh, has it, has it been a long time or has it been just a short amount of time? Together as a band? Yeah. Together as a band. Uh, just over a year, right? A little bit yeah, over a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Was there like something y'all were like, okay, it's time to start making music. Have y'all been lifelong musicians? Like what was the catalyst behind getting everyone together? Y'all kind of, really blew up like in a short amount of time it seems like so i'd love to hear a little bit more about that story yeah and- uh mainly like i just i wanted to put a band together because people were getting interested in the music but not once the world started opening back up then i was like all right well now we should probably get something together and then once i said it out loud uh my cousin um he runs what is it three feathers Okay. Uh, Starquilt, my cousin Ben, he has a project that he's been working on for a long time called War Party, where he has a bunch of like Indian artists come out and play. And so he was like, "Hey, dude, I I uh, I like your music. Can you come play this War Party thing 
And I can't where was it supposed to be? Do you remember? South Dakota. Oh yeah, it was supposed to be in South Dakota. And I was like, uh, yeah, I think I can get a band together. So I called these four up, uh, James, Joe, and Mark, and was like, would you guys be interested in being in a band with me? And they were like, no. And I was like, <laughs> how about how, how about a not true? Yeah, how about a hot sandwich again? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that so I called him up. It works every time. That's it, man. It's either a hot sandwich or a spaghetti dinner. Yeah. Get him. So that's kind of where it started. I don't know if you guys want to say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I remember uh, like early in 2020, like when you were still kind of floating the idea, it's like you asked me to play drums and you said you knew a guy who could put us, get us some shows. And then we just were kind of waiting on getting a bassist and. Yeah, and another guitarist, but it's like the idea's been around a while, and then it's like after the first few EPs came out, and then and then we finally did get a show. That was it. Yeah, it's just been taking off since since then. then. Yeah, Yeah, on and running. What was that like first show like for y'all? Like, was it just like this huge show, or was it like not a lot of people showed up? Like, what was that like for (sighs) y'all? Uh, it was a house party. It was, yeah, it was. It was. It was fun. It was like a mess. Really, a really bit of a fun. Mess. Yeah, I was there. I can't confirm. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> he was just watching. Yeah, I was, was in the crowd. I was crowd surfing. No it was, I mean, for like a house show, it was packed. Like yeah. there were people outside, couldn't get in. Packed. It was. Um, and then the only thing like I can really remember is another band uh, that's friends of ours, uh, Los Malablados. It was like one of their first shows too, but in the kitchen, the lead singer Eric made tacos, and they were like the best tacos I had. So like that's what sticks in my head. Yeah, <laughs> like jamming yeah. out eating tacos. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember walking into that kitchen because I had to go through the kitchen to go somewhere. I don't know, but I walked into the kitchen and they were doing something. They were cooking peppers, and I like couldn't breathe. All the time. I started coughing. <laughs> and shit. It was so bad. I was like, whoa! And they're like, that's how you know it's good. I'm like, oh man, yeah. they were really good. They were really good. Yeah, but very spicy. <laughs> Tell us more about these tacos. <laughs> That's what this whole interview is going to turn into. Yeah, let me tell you about all the tacos we've eaten. <laughs> I had a taco truck kid in my wedding. I have a tattoo for every taco. <laughs> every taco. Teardrop. <laughs> I'm just imagining you not being able to like sing because of the the spice from the tacos. Like they just like. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Thankfully, was, he doesn't sing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, we're Blackfeet, so we can sing through smoke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, what do your shows look like now? I mean, I'm sure they look uh, drastically different than, like, the Taco House Party. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, like, like what, what do a lot of your shows look like now that y'all are really, you know, getting out there? Way more people know who we are. I yeah. mean, that's... I don't really think they've changed too much. There's a lot more energy and a lot more people there to see us. I think yeah. that's the difference. Is at first, I mean, yeah, it's like we played in Calgary over the summer, and that was kind of a big experience because we had people singing our songs back to us. Yeah, it's like yeah. we didn't get that for a while. Like a year ago. I mean, yeah. a year ago. Yeah, people weren't singing our songs. Yeah, a year so ago, sick. people were saying, "Who are these guys? Get yeah. out of here!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say that the crowds are just getting a little—they're getting a little bigger. They're when you start playing certain songs, especially Degaff is like the one that everybody knows. 
when you start playing that, you can see people's mouths moving, and it's just like, whoa, this is sick, dude. What's really cool is the last show we played in Tacoma, a bunch of Indians came out. They came from the Puyallup Pu- 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 Res, and um, people had seen us in different places, and all, for some reason, were at that show. And they were all they all were recognizing each other and they're like, Oh, we saw you at this show. We saw you at this show. And they became like a little community. So there's like a whole community of Indians up there in Washington who know each other from other shows all because of us, which was like really cool to experience. That is awesome. That's yeah. so awesome. And probably like really meaningful too. Yeah. Right. Just to like huge that representation though. Like we, we don't see that a lot in music, you know, yeah. like, the band that everybody knows now because of Guardians of the Galaxy is uh, Redbone. Red yeah. yeah. No. Hell yeah. We're the punk rock Redbone. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. One of my favorite There's bands of all time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So why punk? I think it's just what we know. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. it just, you know, it either clicks with you or it doesn't, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I I should I should t- I've got a degree in music so I've like played all kind of music everywhere and like for I think making your voice heard in social situations it's either punk or folk and yeah. and you don't look like a folk band no offense <laughs> <laughs> that would be interesting though That'd be cool. it, it would maybe try one album of yeah. folk stuff uh, yeah. Mark- <laughs> Just mark up front. Yeah. yeah. Guitar. <laughs> well, and I the got, banjo, right? We were just talking yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got dibs on the washboard. <laughs> Perfect with some spoons, you know. Yeah. Playing it with. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think punk rock, like Mark and I, we grew up, we, we used to play in a punk rock band a long time ago. And so, like, him and I were always going to punk shows and playing at punk shows, listening to punk rock. He's the one that kind of introduced it to me more. But my brother's like, we have, this is my brother back here. And we got another older brother who was like super into grunge and punk rock and all that stuff. So like with my oldest brother, I would go to him for punk rock and for him, I'd go to hip hop. But uh, we all like, I don't know, maybe it's because we're from the city or maybe it's just the era we grew up in. But in Portland, like <clears throat> it just seemed like punk rock was the thing that united all, all five of us. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so who would your big influences be? Let's start with Mark. Um, uh, for me, it, it's like Green Day was kind of the first band that I really got into. After that, it was Bad Religion and No Effects. And then a couple local bands here in town were really big influences on me. Uh, uh, my all-time favorite, um, I would say probably punk band, would be No Use for a Name. Uh, I really liked the, the way that... Uh, the music was more uh, pop punky, but the lyrics were really dark and melodic. Yeah. Uh, the diametrically opposed sounds. So you're listening to going, this sounds really happy. And then you actually listen to the lyrics and you want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, this dude's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go, Jake. Uh, uh, Alanis Morissette. Um, <laughs> nice. Alanis Jake's Morissette like, is a I? big one. Am I supposed <laughs> to be Backstreet, Backstreet Boys taught me how to sing when I was a kid. Let's see. And then, and then I started getting into like you know rancid and sure sure and, um, yeah and bad religion no facts like listening to fat rat comps you know um, don't touch me sorry <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't I help had it. a professor tell me you got to listen to everything so you know the best stuff to steal 
Yeah, no, for real. And then also, if you watch every band you watch, you can find something good that, yeah. that you're like, oh, I never thought to do something like that. And you can also probably find something that you'd be like, oh, OK, well, maybe I could, you know, stay away from doing certain things. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so and, and punk bands are great great facet for that watching punk bands especially here in portland with some rich punk history we've had and a lot of it being negative mm, here yeah. in portland so that's yeah. kind of why it's really cool that that 1876 is doing what they're doing because i guess what we're doing but because for so long the punk scene in portland specifically was like super racist and um so to have like you know a poc band come out and play punk is great yeah and it's it's really refreshing and awesome to see. So, especially since I'm like, oh, those are my homies from back in the day. <laughs> you know, that's cool. You want to say your influences? Uh, number one, replacements. Cool. Uh, number two, Neil Young. Nice. The the folk punk of of all all folk yeah. punks. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Godfather shoot. of grunge. Right. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and then maybe after that, Fugazi. Oh, sick! Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, your experiences as a native band playing in punk venues where the audience is probably pretty typically white and centers around like Eurocentric forms of radical action. Like, where do you see yourselves within that intersection uh, and like merging your indigenous culture into that? Like, is it I just love to hear more about like what that experience is like for y'all and what that intersection is like. So far, it's it's been all right. I mean, we've had a couple instances of people not being into us. Like, we I have a photo uh, from the Bossa Nova where some dude is just flipping us off. Yeah, he's walking <laughs> away, flipping us off. Yeah, yeah, he turned his back to us, like our whole set. But uh, so far, it's been all right. I mean, our music isn't for any one group of people. Like, it's it's how we interpret punk rock as Indian people. Uh, but I mean, we got white guys in our band and the, the motto that we have is, uh, how punk rock, if you're for it, it's for you. If you get it, then you get it. If you like it, if you're with us, then we're with you basically. But, um, we haven't run in too much to run into too much racism yet, but I know it's going to (laughs) happen. It's out there, unfortunately, (laughs) especially in the punk world. Yeah. Which is really weird when you look at like some of the older like suicidal tendencies was a skate punk band in the eighties. And like the yeah. guitar player is black. You know, he's a great guitarist. But it's like how do you how do you justify that? Music is supposed to be accepting. You know, it's it's supposed to be the coolest place in the world. Yeah. And you're you're bringing this this crap into it. It it doesn't make it's never made sense to me. Yeah. Mark has an observation where he always says like uh punk rock like they don't punks don't like change yeah <laughs> they they don't they want everything to be the same all the time and that's pretty true like i didn't think about it until mark said it or how did you how did you word it because it's not change that they don't like it or was that i mean said? no it, it is it is changed because it's yeah. just like there hasn't been a whole lot of change in punk rock it's it's like there, there's not a lot of like I'm not going to say that there's not a lot of new punk rock, but most of the new punk rock is all the bands that have been around for like the last 40 some odd years. Maybe they'll put out a new album, but it won't be as good as the stuff they put out in the eighties most of the time. 
yeah, it's like there, there's not a lot of new ideas mm. in punk, which is kind of unfortunate. But uh, that's one of the nice things about being a part of this group is that like there is like a breath of fresh air. Yeah, big time, playing. big time. Oh. I would reiterate that like I hadn't heard anything fresh from punk rock until I heard Gabe's music, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> like yeah, exactly what I've always wanted to hear. Oh, there's there's an old old scientific term that that which doesn't change dies. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, well, what, music's got to change. What's interesting is like we're starting to run into now like punk rockers being like this isn't punk online mm. mostly, yeah. which is really? where everybody yeah 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 I love the I love to see that yeah, yeah like so, so funny so many people, people always like, want to like push back against their discomfort in any way. Well, yeah, and like they're saying, like this is this is a uh, it's not a brand new idea as far as the sound, but like blending powwow and everything, nobody's done that before. Right, so this right. is like this is like fresh. So hey, we we have a fresher sound, and suddenly we're not punk rock. Somebody the other day compared us to Lincoln Park. They're like really? they're not punk. Yeah, they're like they're not punk. This is just a glorified Lincoln Park. And I was like, glorified, absolutely not. <laughs> so, second of all, we sound nothing like Lincoln Park. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's whack. <laughs> That's so wild to me. I don't know because to my ears, it's very obviously punk rock. I think I'm a little more open to change and flexibility than a lot of people are. But I just you know wonder how often you'll hear that. Like as y'all keep, you know, you're clearly gaining a ton of speed and like you know only yeah. up from here, and so. With that, I can only imagine that more folks are going to just have something to say, you know what I mean? And like, I know for, for us even like just being an urban Indian, like community, uh, here in Cincinnati, it can be like, you get like pushback from all angles, whether it's music or whether it's something else, like people got something to say. So, you know, how do y'all like navigate that and, and walk through that, you know, outside of just being able to have each other. I think that's kind of it. Like 1876 is the, it's the idea that we as Indian people have to work together. It's in reference to the battle of little bighorn and the defeat of Custer, but it's less about killing Custer and more about the fact that his tribe, both of our tribes and the Arapaho all came together and put everything aside and was like, we have this one mission. We have this one thing we need to do. And that's, we were able to accomplish it by working together. So the name 1876 is to remind Indian people that we always had the home field advantage. We have to work together. None of us are going anywhere. We're the only group of people in this country who didn't run from their home. So we have to stick together. And as a band, that's like, that's what we carry. Like we look out for each other where we try to be, if no one's there for us, we're there for each other, basically. And so it's kind of like a, not to steal from my cousin Ben, but it's kind of like a little war party. Like, we got Mark and Jake supporting us, and we're supporting each other, and we're supporting them. So Mark and Jake keep us safe from the police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, officer. Is there a problem? <laughs> that I mean, was so like, beautifully said. That <laughs> Jake's part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything I say is beautiful. But actually, that actually is real. Like it's a kind of a real thing. Like it we were coming back from Phoenix and we were in the security line at the airport. We just played an indigenous uh, tattoo music festival uh, earlier this year. I subbed in and uh, we saw a cop, just a regular cop walk up to Gabe while we were like taking our shoes off. 
And I was like, ah, oh, shit, what happened? What's going on? <laughs> and uh, so I started walking up to be like, you know, and he was like, oh, are you 1876? I saw you guys play yesterday. You guys were awesome. And I was like, okay, <laughs> cool, I'm good. I'm like, I'm, I'm, back cool. to, I'm, like I'm, put, I'm going back to my spot. I'm put my hands <laughs> <in>. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like, it was a concern of mine. Just knowing, especially, you know, with the distrust that we have up here of cops. Yeah. Yeah. In Portland, so. Sorry if you already said this. How long have y'all been in Portland? Or have you, like, been there a long time? Or is that, you know... Aside from you, we all pretty much were raised here. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. yeah. Raised here no, I've been here for James. 34 years as long as I've been alive. Yeah. So yeah. you've kind of been there a long time, like, seeing a lot of transition. Change. Yeah, change. The pendulum, yeah, it goes like this. Yeah. Like, basically, like, right now, it feels like we're back in the 90s. This is kind of how it was in the 90s. Well, I think yeah. people are dressing like the 90s anymore. Too. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got my jinko pants. <laughs> Dude, I got to get some more of those. <laughs> Find some black ones. I mean, <laughs> yeah, so cool. Find them in corduroy. <laughs> oh, we'll send flannel shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so kind of like going back to a little bit about what we talked about, you know, regarding community and how important that is and just like, amplifying, you know, your indigeneity and your music, your lyrics are full of native languages and celebration of indigeneity, your native identity. What does using music as a form of language revitalization like mean to you? You know, how have you, what does that mean to you? And like, can you talk through that a little bit? Mark. <laughs> we sing in English. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, we speak American. Uh, That's right. I would say <laughs> I'll make this quick because I want everyone else to be able to talk to yeah, you. But yeah. uh, I learned from my German teacher, when you learn language in a song, it's it's easier to remember. So he would tell me, like, go home and listen to German music. You'll, you'll learn it faster. So he taught me like the way to preserve language in your brain is to sing it. So that's why I started putting it into my music was because I want to preserve our language. Uh, and it's important to me to speak my language and songs. And I know it's kind of a point of controversy, but I, I feel like it's, it's important to record it and have it heard mostly because of um, spiritual reasons and things like that. I want my people to be there while I'm singing and to answer your second question, my proudest moment was hearing James sing Cheyenne. He's, he was singing, there's this one song, um, Tribes and Tribulations, and he yeah. speaks this this line at the part of the verse. And I, th- I can't remember if it was a show or what, but we were playing, and I just saw him come up to the mic and sing it with me, and it felt so good. I was like, man, this is, this is it, dude. This is like, we got Lakotas speaking Cheyenne, and we're singing it together. Like, it's this is the mission, you know? That's strong. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had a, a, a friend who's who's uh, a pretty predominant person in the in the Portland native community uh, and she's Blackfeet. And when I was telling her that, like, I'm part of this band, you know, check it out. She was like, oh, y'all singing Blackfeet. Like she like recognized Isako Yisit. She was like, <laughs> oh, like I know what you're saying. Like, like, that's powerful. You know, like it's it's carrying on the language. And I mean, it's it's invaluable. I, I, yeah. I think uh, for me, it was um, kind of along the same lines of, of the language being sung and spoke, but a language that, you know, nobody wants to exist. And then having everybody in the audience sing it back yeah. is really cool. 
like you know our languages our cultures aren't supposed to exist we're not supposed to exist now we have a whole like bar group full of people or whatever singing it back to us and it's that's really cool yeah that is awesome you got anything to say on it no, I think it's fucking rad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, Just no, quiet I, support from the back. <laughs> I like it. I think it's. I think it's awesome. I can't wait to you know help sing it and you know sing it with a, just being a white guy singing it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be cool. You're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want. Okay. <laughs> but like. You know, to that, like, what has it been like being a, a, a white dude, you know, uh, from your perspective? Like, I imagine it's pretty interesting. I'd like to hear more about, yeah, what it's like for you. Um, uh, well, Mark might be better because he's been around longer. But I mean, <laughs> but like for me, I mean, I don't know if it, it feels like I'm helping to lift a culture uh, back into, you know, being, which is really f- awesome because like. I, you know, I, I obviously, uh, me personally, I didn't have anything to do with, you know, the atrocities that happened when my people came here, you know, to this land and f***ed everything up. But, you know, it's it's kind of nice to be able to give something back. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for, from my perspective, it's just like, since I, I've literally known Gabe and Joe my entire life, and I spent a good portion of my childhood in their house, I've done ceremonies with them. So it's just like, it's like, I'm not going to say that I f- don't feel like an outsider. Cause I mean, there's times when I obviously do, but it's like, there's also times when it's just like, you know, I, I grew up doing this too. So it's just like, yeah. it's like, I've been here. Yeah. That's uh, the, you're part of the family. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what I want to make really clear. Like we yeah. don't, we joke about it a lot on stage just to sure, get sure. a cheap, yeah. a cheap laugh. But Mark <laughs> is one of us. Nobody, yeah. like, there's no question. Mark, nobody can touch Mark. Nobody can question Mark. He's he's with us, and we're with him. So his yeah. family has been there for my family when we needed them, and we've been there for them when they needed us. So we're all, his family and my family, we're all the same. But, uh, yeah, Mark Mark's one of us, so back up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get, we'll Everyone make no no. <laughs> Jake. He's yeah. on his own. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. It's fine. I've been on Poor my Jake. own since I was 24, and my mom sold the house that I was living in. <laughs> Our vacation house. Yeah. Here's, that, here's that for you. She got rid of the beach house. <laughs> so you know what it's like to have land taken from you, is what you're saying. <laughs> sold out from under my feet for a modest price. You need a blanket, buddy? I got yeah. a blanket for you. <laughs> I think it's such like a, you know, jokes aside and all like such a beautiful depiction of like what our traditional kinship like communities look like, you know, bringing people in and just like really amplifying, like, as you said, like Mark's one of y'all, like it, you know, that is unquestionable. And I think that is a really difficult conversation that we're faced with as indigenous people, like as we navigate through life, whether we're enrolled or disenrolled or or can't enroll or, you know, very far removed from our our distant relatives and and the complexity of all that, even just as Native people. But, you know, looking outward and these communities that we build with people and these people we bring into our communities, like it's really lovely to like hear that both of your families have known each other for a really long time, that you've been, you know, living life and doing things together for a long time and that 
there's no question that y'all are family. Like that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys working on right now? Like, is there anything that you're working on at the moment or anything that y'all are really excited about? When are you um, coming to Cincinnati? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the hard thing is we're independent. We're, we're independent. Uh, I pretty much run everything myself. So like booking shows and all that stuff, like we don't have a manager or nothing. We, we don't got none of that. Uh, so it's being DIY is a really fancy way of saying we're broke constantly yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. So like touring takes money and going, <laughs> going far away takes money. So unless we can secure more shows and like secure the time, because we're also all blue collar, we all work. Are you feeling nostalgic for a house show? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, bring the tacos. I'll cook the tacos this time. <laughs> mayonnaise and yeah, yeah. Just mayonnaise, mayo, mayo and tortillas. A <laughs> little bit of salt. Yeah. No, I mean it's too spicy. One song we're working on right now. So the main goal for 2024 is to get a manager and to play bigger shows. But uh, we do have music we're working on. Um, none of it is ready to be like released at all. But one song should be coming out by spring, hopefully. Well, you know, Green Day is going on tour again, so you guys should. Uh, it might be too controversial for those guys. Say, hey, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're a pretty controversial band. I love Green Day, but I don't think too many people want to take some Indians out on tour. I, I met them once. He did, yeah, yeah. They're they're good. They're they're fine. <laughs> they're just okay. All right. <laughs> they're I joke. They were actually really awesome. I I told Mike Durant that that the first song I ever learned how to play uh, was the bass line from uh, Brain Stew, and he said, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> you know, Gabe, you were saying like y'all are really DIYing a lot of this. I can't imagine how difficult that gets as y'all's popularity increases as people are listening and there's more of a demand for your music has it been really challenging lately Uh, or like i also imagine that like there's added pressure with you know needing to provide and like put some out there and like get out there it is kind of hard yeah it's very hard, actually. It's getting harder and harder because <laughs> there's, like you said, there's more demand, and I don't want to let people down with uh, not putting out music. The way that everything has been recorded until this point has been in this room by myself. I wrote and recorded all the parts and everything myself, but now there's a band, and I want to involve them in the writing and recording process. But we all have jobs, we all work, have different schedules, so that's kind of difficult. Mostly, it's just there's it just feels like there's not enough time in a day. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff to do, so that's why uh, yeah. a manager would be really really helpful. So anybody who hears this who has a <laughs> who has a plug, real experience, yeah, he doesn't mind being paid with tacos. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get paid, so if you yeah, know how to make us is. money, then you'll make yourself some money too. Yeah, so you're also like playing music as an individual instrumentalist or vocalist, and then you're also like running your finances on the side you know like it i'm sure y'all split a lot of the responsibilities but it's just like tough i'm sure yeah so far i mean i try to split what i can so far it's it's on me i i'm not really good at delegating yeah we, and we don't want to help yeah <laughs> we're so we long for the show up. yeah, yeah. we're the tacos there's the spaghetti yeah, there's yeah. <laughs> like what's really hard too is um trying to book shows a with everybody's schedules but making sure everybody can get 
not only get the time off, afford the time off, because like like Gabe said, we are DIY, so most of our shows just pay for us to get there and back. We don't actually, you know, take a cut from anything. Yeah. And uh, so when we take time off, that's money everybody's losing to go to do this. You know, for right now, for us, it's it's fun. It's getting some traction. But, um, you know, with everybody having to work and trying to make this work, it's it's sure. hard financially. Was there, like, any particular, like, publicity as of recently? I noticed a lot just on social media and just various things that have been shared that was, like, particularly, like, got you guys really psyched? Like, was there anything or has there been anything in particular that you're like, yeah, we've we've made it or we're, like, on the road to making it or, you know, any aha moment for you all as of recently? Well, then now this news. I was like, go yeah. ahead. I can see yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. huge. That was huge. Yeah, that was huge. That was major. We were watching our likes. So, uh, mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah, it was. Just, uh, I thought it was fake when they reached out to me. Yeah, really? I, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I thought um, when they reached out to me, I was like, this seems like it's the Internet. You know, I've had so many messages of people being like, hey, I work like uh, there's somebody who reached out to me saying they're from the source from Source magazine. And I was like, we're not rappers. So why are you? And he's like, I really like your stuff. I want to do an article about you. And I was like okay, well then, what song, what do you know about us? And he just kept saying he was an editor for Source. So, like, that kind of stuff happens to us a lot. And it was it was just a scam. So when they reached out to us, I was like, I don't know. I, I messaged all these guys, and I was like, what do you guys think? And they're like, well, there's, there's nothing to lose if you respond to them. Like, just don't give out any information right away. Like, fi- like try and feel it out, but go for it. It was just really cool when it came out, like, all of a sudden how fast, like, Instagram followers just jumped. Like, I think it was, like, almost, what, 1,500 new followers within the first hour of that article coming out. Yes. That was the biggest thing, I thought. I mean, it was really, really cool that the Now This News did features for, you know, three different bands and all native for, you know, Native Heritage Month and all that stuff. Um, But I, I was kind of surprised by the like following that happened after that i wasn't i mean i know they're a big presence out there but i wasn't expecting that yeah anybody else yeah it was cool to watch <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was cool to watch out we you know we were like texting each other back and forth like yeah. oh 2000 more like whatever it was it was it was weird i think yeah, yeah that I mean, first hour was like even 30, like that, increase. even yeah. at band practice like the next day is just like in between every song we would take a look at the numbers and it's like it oh, it's gone, gone up like there's another thousand oh there's yeah. 600 more there's another thousand there's another 300 and it's just like yeah it's been really cool to watch it resonate with people yeah like the way that it resonated with me you know like it's like yeah this is this is dope like it was pretty validating too because like we've been working hard like Regardless, these guys, all of them have been supporting me, like, since it was just me, and now they're in my band. We've been playing shows, like, we played a ton of shows last year, we put in a, we've been putting in a lot of work, and we've, we haven't been getting, like, we've been getting kind of gatekept by a lot of bands. Really? A lot of people hear, yeah, a lot of people hear about us, or they talk to us, and they're like, oh, you guys are sick, can you share my band? And we're like, yeah, sure. So we talk about their bands, we share other musicians, and we try really hard to be really supportive of our, not only our punk rock scene, but our indigenous scene. And we don't, 
tend to get that back from anybody, which is kind mm-hmm. of frustrating. So to see, to have now this just pick us out of a crowd and be like, hey, you guys are, I like what you're doing. This is pretty sick. It felt really validating. It felt really good. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's hard, like, like growing up traditional, it's hard to talk like that. It's hard to be like, oh, I'm proud of what I did, but... It, but it, we're proud of what we did. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't think people realize, you know, they see you on stage or they'll see a video, hear a song, and they don't realize how much work went into that. Yeah. You know, the hours of of rehearsal and, and arguing and, yeah. you know, no, you played that wrong. No, you played that wrong. All that kind of stuff that went into that. They just see the finished product and think, this is great. You know, yeah, but and then when you get validation like that, you're like, yeah, that hard work was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, I just feel like the messaging is really important. Like a, a lot, a yeah. lot of what I hear in punk rock and a lot of what I hear from indigenous artists is kind of the same thing. So for now, this to to pick up on this and just like project to a bigger audience, we're dying. They're killing us on purpose. This is all for oil. Like they're try, they're still trying to erase us. They couldn't do it with alcohol. They couldn't do it with poison. So now they're attacking our women because that's the only way they can stop us. Now they're going to the source. You can't, you can't make more Indians if the people who make Indians aren't there. So yep. to have now this shoot that message out to a lot of people for me was it felt really really good. Yeah, and you know along those lines too, like your music, some of. What I've listened to, like, I mean, I'd imagine that y'all are just going to continue talking about it because we got to continue talking about it and, and that you don't really see any change happening there. Yeah, I plan to. Yeah, I think it's um, important that we do uh, because, like, the, the thing is, is if it gets – if somebody stops talking about it, then it gets erased. And as long as we're talking about exactly. it, it can't go anywhere. Also, all the progress yeah. that's been made up to this point, as soon as people stop talking about it, 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 it all, all that progress goes away, too. Yeah. And then you have to start back from square one, and that's never a good feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I think I just think being raised Blackfeet, being Indian in general, but especially being back Blackfeet, and it's on our mom's side, Blackfeet women are really uh, strong. Like, Scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, they're, but they're really strong with how they speak. And so growing up around like Blackfeet women, having them teach me like just by, I mean, they didn't sit me down and teach me, but just knowing them and, and watching them how, when and how to use your voice. Uh, like Blackfeet women, they don't speak unless they really got something to say. So you need to listen. You know what I mean? And I think most Indian people are like that, but Blackfeet women specifically are just like, they're not going to not say something if it needs to be said. So, um, for me, I have to, like, my mom didn't have any daughters, so I'm, I'm going to carry that. I'm going to like, I'm going to keep talking and, and keep learning from the, from the Indian women. Cause my problem and like Jake, our problem is we don't know when to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. That's not a bad problem. Granted, it's gotten me punched a couple times, but still not bad. I mean, I've, I've punched Jake a couple times too. That's it's true, fine. That's true. <laughs> yeah, he always hits me where where you can't see the bruises. That's right. You know, I mentioned earlier, or I asked earlier, like what your musical influences were, but you know, Gabe, you just told this really lovely story about a familial inspiration and. 
you know, if you all want to share more about maybe some of those indigenous influences that you do have, whether it's family or, you know, people that are behind you, keep you going, that maybe don't necessarily influence you musically, but just have a huge impact on waking up every day and keep going. Uh, I'll make mine quick. For me, the main influence is these dudes, like as cheesy as that sounds. I know I got to keep working hard because they, they believe in this. They have the same idea and they believe in me. And so I don't want to lead them into something bad. So that that's my biggest one is them. All right. Okay. okay go. Now we all hug. Round <laughs> <laughs> table. Uh, I mean, in indigenous communities, like, you know, we have our elders and we have our children and, and like those are the most important uh, people to us. And those of us in the middle are just kind of like, we're good. So we watch out for our elders, we watch out for our children. And, uh, you know, I just think about, you know, mixed up indigenous kids who might be confused and, mm-hmm. and uh, what we can bring forth to them and help them. That's beautiful. I, I don't have anything profound about it. Uh, <laughs> usually it's ex-girlfriends, you know. <laughs> money. <laughs> yeah. I'm in this for the be, money. Be, being bro- oh, like my my like my influences are typically just being broke and getting dumped. So <laughs> you know, I'm married now though, so that's cool. <laughs> Sorry, now you're just oh, great. Broke. So hopefully, there you're yeah. Yeah. You can still get dumped. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> no, I know. It's going to be a lot yourself. more sad, yeah. and you'll be, you'll be way more yeah. broke. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't sign a prenup. <laughs> so you're gonna lose all your stuff. Uh, for me. Uh, we were kind of the outcast growing up because we weren't dark and we weren't from the reservation. So we didn't fit in anywhere. So uh, we learned to rely on ourselves a lot. Uh, so uh, my biggest inspiration to keep moving forward is our family. We, you know, we're starting to get traction. We're starting to be recognized. We got to keep showing that we are doing something right. And we are pushing forward and keep doing it. For me, I'm a drummer. I count to four. <laughs> yeah, boy. So deep. He doesn't know actually how to count past that. So. I never needed it. <laughs> five. What's a five? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The Mission Impossible theme. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking about that, the, the the youth. What what do you tell? kids that are seeing you that are are wanting to get into music that regardless of of race regardless of background you know what are you telling them are you are you encouraging are you you know go away kid don't bother me yeah go away don't don't steal what i'm doing yeah (laughs) find your own thing yeah don't be better than me get out of here (laughs) Uh, that's a musician in you talking i know that (laughs) not oh go ahead I, I, this is actually weird that you asked this. Uh, well, it's not weird, but anyways, I have a good answer. Um, that's weird. That's, that's weird. The weird, that's part. weird part. So, so recently, my band and 1876, we both played a uh, festival down in Bend uh, called Punkaline, and there was this. It was all ages. You know, uh, there was a uh, there was a um, an underage band. They were like 15. They played first. And way later in the night, one of my guitar players introduced me to this kid. And he's like, this, this kid really likes our music. Um, and he like, no, he's like, he was bummed that we didn't play anything from our, from the only album he knows uh, from my other band. And, um, and he was like, how do I get to Portland? Like, how do I, how do we book? He didn't know. He didn't know how to book. Uh, a show or a tour or anything he didn't know what to do and he's like 
how do we do this? How do we accomplish this? And I said, dude, I mean, you got to send a lot of emails. Uh, you got to make connections. Like if you want to come to Portland, let me know. I'll book you your show. I'll book you your everything like, you know, and I'll take care of you guys. But um, that's all it is. Really, you really just have to network. You have to talk to people and get to know people and not be a slobbering drunk idiot <laughs> like I was at the time. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, but yeah, that very topical. And that was just very recently uh, in October. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys tell the kids? Uh, I say stick with it. it it's kind of like the same same thing with our languages and our cultures. If we stop doing it, it dies. So uh, as, you know, a big fan of music and a big fan of punk and ska and that kind of stuff, keep doing it. The only way you're going to get better is to keep practicing. The only way this is going to stay alive is if you keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, I just try to be – I just try to let them know, like, whatever I can help you with – let me know like reach dm me email me whatever like anything i can do to help you i'll help you because it's not easy to figure this out on your own we all had to do it back before the before internet was really like how it is now before there was a ton of social media so uh i don't know anything i can help with i can, i'll do what i can and the main thing i tell them is just like pretty much what joe's saying like just keep it moving don't quit just keep moving and, and when things are down there's a there's a ton of time in life, so when it, when it starts to dip, just even if it's a crawl, just keep moving. Yeah. Also, have fun because if you're if you're doing this and you're not having fun, you're Stop. not making any money. You're not doing anything else. You might as well have fun. Oh, I quit then. <laughs> <laughs> have fun unless you're Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine that, like you know, whether it's kids like we we're talking about or adults that are finding inspiration in what y'all are doing sort of being at least you know to my very broad knowledge like some of the first people doing what you're doing and you know I, do you have a lot of people reach out and they're like oh my gosh I just I want to do what you're doing like how can I be the next native punk rock or band I don't know you know I do you have like do a lot of people reach out and like you know want to sort of hear your story and kind of learn from y'all for the most part nobody really wants to do what we're doing <laughs> i think nobody i think wants to be broke for the rest of their life yeah, <laughs> i think we're kind of we're kind of the ones that are going to take the bullets for anything that goes wrong that's it's going to be us <clears throat> and for anything that goes right hopefully everyone else can celebrate the right parts and learn from the good parts and if we got to take bullets then that's what will happen but so far, it's been all right. Like, if I'm being 100% honest with the first EP specifically, but as I've written all these songs, I made them kind of as a blueprint. There's That's why the songs can be so different, because I want to show all the different ways for other Indians who are listening to this and want to, like, know how to do this. These are all the different ways we can use our instruments so that you can do this, and you can take one idea that I, that I went towards and expand off of that to make music ours to make a sound for ourselves it doesn't have to be punk rock it doesn't have to be specifically hip-hop anything that was born in this country hip-hop and punk rock and rock and roll we own too it was built in our land so it's ours too but we have to show the rest of the world not only are we better than they are at something but 
we have to show them our version of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll probably just make it worse. <laughs> We're better than everyone. There's that. No, I'm just I'm saying if you if you're gonna be a rapper, you need to be a the best rapper. You can't be a good you can't yeah. be a good rapper on your res. You can't be a good rapper for an Indian. You need to be the best rapper. Yeah. If you're gonna be if you're gonna do rock music or punk rock, you need to be better than the per than the 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 like number one band you got to be better than them because you got to show the rest of the world we can be better we are good we have these things to offer we're not just good for our area it's like it's the same with like if you're just a local band you got to be the best band in portland you can't just be the best band on your block or the best punk band in portland you need to be the best band yeah and you know something to what you said is like you can't I always think of the phrase and like sort of live by this phrase of like, you can't be what you can't see. So like y'all are able to be through all of the stuff that you're having to work through and all the, you know, pressure and bullets that you're taking and all of that being, you know, some of the first doing what you're doing, you're showing other people, younger people, even in the community, what they could be and, and, and possibly making it easier for them in the long run. And so that is, deeply inspiring and it sucks sometimes it's hard like being that first or being that best or showing up in that space but like you are being the thing that people that other native punk rockers will are looking to to be someday and that is really awesome yeah, thank you all right be better yeah. than us. Yeah. That's my message. They want, <laughs> yeah. they want to be broke and angry just like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now they have to be broker and angrier. Oh, okay. <laughs> they want to be a bunch of sweaty people in a five by five room. <laughs> well, I mean, I did, you know, they're probably also broke playing music too. So maybe this is not so far fetched for them. So, hey, at least we have hot sandwiches. That's true. And spaghetti. And spaghetti. I mean, your room looks pretty comfortable. I don't know how comfortable it is, um, but it's got some nice. With color. these guys in there, in here, it's not very comfortable at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's more comfortable when they're not here. <laughs> I make every situation more comfortable. <laughs> if Jake is sitting behind you, you're not going to be comfortable. <laughs> did the white man say he makes everything more comfortable? I did. Yeah, I did. Okay. He's Scottish, so yeah, his family's oh, okay. Scottish. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't know why that matters. Uh, because it, it gives people an idea of like, it's the English's fault. Oh, yeah. yeah you're you're sure. like the ethnic white. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. Is there, yeah, I don't know. Is anything else y'all want to share with our audiences, our listeners, people that might be listening because they are really inspired by your music or really love your music? Like, what else? What have we missed? What else do you want to, you know, share, if anything? I mean, me, it's just thank you. Like, yeah. if it wasn't for everybody who believes in us, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. So, you know, thank you so much for listening, for liking what we do, and for believing in us. And buying merch and supporting us really, really helps. Buying our music, like, all that stuff, everything, just going off of what Joe said. Like, people have been so supportive of us. There's been other musicians who have been really supportive of us. Like, uh, I want to make that really clear because I did say that we have been gatekept, but it's not – by everybody there's mm-hmm. been a lot of really supportive people laura jane grace was really supportive uh chris too from anti-flag has been pretty supportive of us which is cool 
I mean, mainly it's just saying like, hey, I like what you guys are doing. They haven't really like, you know, they haven't, it's not like they like invested thousands of dollars into us or something. Like they're just like, hey, keep doing what you're doing. I really like what you're doing. It means a lot. And coming from those two is like huge. Yeah. So where can people get your merchandise, your music? Um, 1876band.com. That's our website. So that's where you can get all of our merch, which is all in this room here. So when you when you buy it, I pack it up and then I send, I walk to the post office with my dog like an old man and I send it out. <laughs> this is the warehouse. Yeah, yeah, this is the warehouse. Old man Gabe walking yep. his dog again. <laughs> After my hot sandwich. You got half of it in the fridge for later. <laughs> <laughs> <Get it> cold. <laughs> Uh, but, but I think the most important question, Gabe, is what kind of dog do you have? She's a husky. <laughs> yeah. She's a husky Samoyed. Very cool. You can see her on our stickers and stuff. If you buy merch, you get a sticker with her on it. Oh, that's your yeah. dog. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's two yeah, socks. Right that's here. her, yeah. That's her. Puppy dog? Yeah. All right. I just bought some merch for my husband for Christmas, oh, yeah. so I got a bunch of stickers in my house nice. now. Also, uh, <laughs> we have a song called um, Punks and Rude Boys. At the very beginning of that song, you hear some jingling, and it sounds like it's bells. It's actually it's actually oh. two socks jumping off the couch because she was like, "Oh my god, are you doing your ska stuff again?" Just like, yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, that dog's a hater. <laughs> yeah, she does not like anything. Uh, but all of our music is streaming everywhere. Anywhere you find music, go to YouTube and watch our videos. That really helps. Like the videos and subscribe. help it. Yeah, subscribe to us. Yeah, for sure. It's annoying to say that, but we need to we need to be put in an algorithm because. Uh, Smash Al, that like Al, Al Gore ain't got no rhythm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stream our music everywhere. Uh, you can buy our music on Bandcamp. You can buy our merch on www.1876band.com. You can find our music videos on YouTube. And if you want us to play in your city, please reach out and uh, have some information about a fest or something or, or some connections that would really, really help us. Because we want to go wherever you want us to be. This episode was brought to you with the support of our entire community. We are so grateful to every single one of you that have listened, subscribed, and shared our podcast. And special thanks to 1876 for being on our show. It's so awesome to hear stories from other urban Indians across Turtle Island. And we're so excited that we're able to amplify their message and their band. And like they said, check out their website, check out their Instagram, go buy their merch and support their music. Until next time. 